All right, we ready? Yeah, it's good. Everything good? Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Rob Wallace. This is the Zero Noise Podcast, where we engage in progressive discussions about music, life, and everything in between with our guests. This podcast is brought to you by Grove Studios, 24-7 artist and production workspace. Whether rehearsing for your next show, producing a, ne- a new song, doing a podcast, or shooting a video, Grove Studios is set up for the independent creator. Right now, Grove is offering subscriptions that can help you get your project the next creation crack. And to learn more, visit grovestudios.space. This podcast is produced by Project Plugin. Mind State Marketing is shared with all streaming platforms through Captivate. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this or seeing the podcast. Again, I'm Rob Wallace. I'm an educator and a musical anthropologist. My life's work is to lift music and hip hop specifically is both the subtext and the product of American culture, a medium of liberation and a soundtrack for the search for freedom collectively and individually. I regard the hip hop album as a primary source of critical discourse about life in America by those who create. Therefore, we don't only discuss albums that are commonly regarded as classics or close to classics. I want to know about the music that changed the way our guests thought. Along the way, we'll explore how music speaks to who we are and who we desire to be. Art is not valuable if it don't challenge, if it doesn't challenge, if it doesn't ask, and if it doesn't respond. We acknowledge that music decorates time as art decorates space. I ask dope people to visit with me, talk about who they are, who they've been, and what they do. I also ask them to be ready to talk about an album that played a role in them becoming them. You will not hear the music we will discuss for many reasons, but you will never hear it the same afterwards. Therefore, this is a music podcast, but it's a people's podcast. And today, the person is Lando from the legendary Hip Hop Lab. Man. So kind. Welcome to the pod, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And the album is College Dropout, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to get to that. Yeah. So my first question to you, let's first be completely transparent. Mm -hmm. Lando (coughs) was in my class. Yeah, yes, sir. In sixth grade, wearing the white shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. And the back, the black dickies. Yep. On yep, the daily. Yep. Every day. Absolutely. Tucked in. <laughs> what do you, I guess first, before we get to that, who is Lando? Man, who is Lando, man? That question can go so many different ways. Lando is an uh, influencer, uh, somebody who shapes the culture, somebody who a uh, business owner, CEO, you know what I'm saying? A uh, person, person that grew up in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Where you grew Entrepreneur. Up? Where you on the grew west side, Schoolcraft in Greenfield. Wow. Um, you talked about being an influencer. Mm-hmm. What do you think, up to this point, mm-hmm. what do you think your impact has been on Detroit hip-hop? Uh, I feel like I changed the way to... I, ain't gonna, I, I had a big influence in the way that the change and pace of how everybody is receiving Detroit music right now. Wow. Yeah, for wow. sure. So you think, do you think that because, not necessarily just because of your effort, but the mm-hmm. efforts of, you know, everybody always talks about at what point Detroit is going to blow up. Yeah. But it sounds like from what you're saying, the influence of Detroit on the landscape of music is already happening. Yeah, it's you, happening right you now. You believe that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. For wow. Sure. Most definitely. Wow. 
Um, so I guess who we'll talk about how you started. Mm. Um, and you know, Detroit hip hop at this point, from what I see, is a couple of different things. You have more of what's called, I guess, what you would consider to be like D-boy hip hop. Yeah. You also have like hip hop based ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you, how do you think those two um, scenes, so to speak, can interact? Like, is there ever an opportunity for them to interact, you think? Well, I got to start by saying the D-Boy street side, like, I'm a product of that. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I fuck with, you know what I'm saying, the them that's over there that do that. But, like, I don't know. It feel like, it feel like the side that, the other side, like, I don't know. They kind of, they always got, they feel like they always, like, mad at me or, or got some chip on their shoulder against me for some reason, you feel me? So I kind of just stood away from trying to lend my hand. Like, maybe they going to have to come out with it. They going to have to be somebody to come up like me on some hip-hop level type thing to right. help their situation, you know what I'm saying? Right. As far as Detroit, like, you know what I'm saying? Those artists in particular. Okay. Okay. Um, so... Let's take a minute and let's kind of, we're going to rewind the tape. Mm-hmm. Now, where'd you go before you, shout out to Detroit Service Learning Academy. Yeah, man. You know shout out saying? to that. The y- YMCA before that. The YMCA before that. Now, when did you come, when did you come to DSLA? What grade were you in? I came in, um, I came in fifth grade. In fifth grade? Yeah. And do you remember who your fifth grade teacher was? Yeah, for, for sure, Mr. Davis. Mr. Davis, who ended yeah. up being the principal. Still in the game. Shout out, Mr. Mr. Davis. For sure. And then you came to sixth grade. Yeah. And I believe, I want to say, now in 03, 04, you were, you were a fifth grader. And then you came and was in my class with all the boys. Yeah. In 04, 05. Yeah. So, so, so I got to play you something. Somebody got something to say to you. I want you to tell me who you who this is. You ready? <laughs> oh, you got some something like that. I oh, told you I had to get ready for you. <laughs> That's fire. Here you go. Hey, Philando. This is Miss Darden, your sixth grade ELA teacher. Wow. I just wanted you to know how proud I am of you. Um, I'm glad to see that you're using your talents and gifts for positivity. One thing I remember about you that you never minded sticking out and doing your own thing. Do you remember when you came to the talent show and tried out and was doing this crazy dance? And we were like, what is he doing? But what I can appreciate about you is that you didn't mind making your own lane and just doing you. We need more people out here just making their own lane. Um, Shout out to Mr. Wallace for staying connected and keeping me in the loop. Um, I hope that you guys are all doing well. Keep repping our DSLA legacy. That's fire. Wow. So what I want you to know about that time was I was the teacher, you were the student. But it was when I came over back to to JA, to Junior Academy, to the middle school, was when I kind of started making the transition to understanding what my position was in the school. So you contributed to me learning about how important my job was. And I'm gonna tell you why. You wasn't a perfect student. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of our students weren't, but you shine because you had a lot of social intelligence. You had a lot of charisma. You had a lot of confidence about who you were. And one of the things that I learned, cause I was still relatively a young teacher. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think when you was in my class, that was my, that was like my fourth or fifth year teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I learned that everybody don't make moves at the same time. Everybody don't operate the same way. You were never disrespect. You was never disrespectful to anybody. Mm-hmm. But your intelligence to us was manifesting itself in a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? What do you remember about that time? Man, one of the it was a very important time. Like one of the one of the things that I, I really I really remember is every day we used to come into your class, you had this thing like like uh like what happened today or like or like the history of today or yeah. what happened right. on this date. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's like like even to this day, like every day I check what's going on for the day. You feel me? Like that shit contributes to what I'm doing. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like that's the first thing I do in the morning. You feel me? Absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but like you introduced us, like you made us go to the computer lab and made us pull up Wikipedia. You feel me? Absolutely. Like that was like something we had to do for the day. But like that shit like changed my life. Like even right now, a song from 2000 to like now, nah, you can you can't name. If you name the song, I can tell you what year it came out. Wow! Like like we we can almost try. We can try for go for like four or five real quick. I'm a. What year did Pop Lock and Drop It come out? I remember Pop, kids just it, to be old. Oh six. <laughs> oh six. <laughs> Who made it though? Uh, Huey and um. Oh, man. Yeah 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 yeah. What about uh? Oh man, you you caught me off guard with that one. What about um? Oh man, oh man, you got what about old oh boy? Oh boy, camera old oh boy? Yes. Oh two. Show did. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about um Gold Digger by Kanye West? Oh four. Might be oh five. Oh five. Definitely one oh six. One oh six. It was oh five. Um that's amazing. And so that's the thing. When you were in my class, I was you. Yeah. When I was in fifth grade. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you how. I used to sit in the barbershop with my pops, and I used to read the top 20 singles in Jet to mm. everybody. And I was like two or three years old. So I always follow music the same way. Just like last week in, in, in the last podcast, I was talking about the best years in hip hop to me was 91, 88, 95, I've been getting cussed out about 95 all year. I mean, all week. In 2003. The so, best years of hip-hop? Yes. Yes. That's understandable. It's debatable. Yeah. It's definitely debatable. But I was you. I wrote messy as hell. Yeah, right. Sloppy but as hell. Absolutely. Yeah. I ain't trying to come, you know, of course <laughs> yeah. I ain't trying to clown you, but yeah. keeping it a buck. Yeah. Your ideas was clear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you had, you had the ability to express what you were learning in a way that made me say, let me take a step back and say, let me make sure I'm doing everything to meet the needs of everybody. And that's the that's like the benchmark of a veteran teacher. So I would not be here eight years a teacher, 10 years a principal that continued to push that to teachers and then moving into a program where I'm working with kids from low-income, first-generation backgrounds to get them in college. But this ain't about me. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your family. I remember you stayed with your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And your grandmother did not play with you. Nope. Tell me about your grandma. My grandma, man. Uh, my um, I stayed with my 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 uh my uh my father's 
mother, which is my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was standing on the West Side School of Craft and Greenfield that uh, her and my granddaddy played a real big role. And my grandma was the whole reason I even came to the school. You feel me? Like uh-huh. She was just doing all type of research. She didn't want me to be in DPS no more, but she wanted me to go to school in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So she found that there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my grandma, one of my biggest motivations, she had a tax service. You know what I'm saying? She, had a, she was running a business for the longest. You feel me? So I got to see her running business every day mm-hmm. as an example. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just all around great person, great lady. Absolutely. I remember she came to parent-teacher conference. Mm -hmm. She was coming to check up on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she was just the sweetest lady ever, man. Yeah. So respect to her. But like I said, you always always had a charisma about you where I remember we used to talk a lot. Me, Darden. Dale Court. I think yeah. you had Mr. Hines. Did you have Mr. Hines? Yeah, Mr. Oh, I definitely had Mr. Hines. Mr. Hines <laughs> Never right. forget Mr. Hines. Mr. Hines. Man. Shout out to Mr. Yeah, Hines. Shout out to Mr. Hines. He made me hate math for the rest oh, of my school no. career. <laughs> no, Mr. Hines. No. Shout out to him, though. Him Mr. And Hines. Mr. Cummins. Yep, Mr. Hines, the principal out in uh, in Detroit right now. Really? But you, you, you always, um, I was always curious about because you had such a because you had such an understanding of how people operated, it always made me wonder about, you know, what may have been distracting you from doing what you needed to do in school. Was it anything that was, what did you, like, what do you feel like you, what did you feel like you needed when you were that age? What did you not have that you I, needed? I and, and, and you know what I'm saying for and with me being a, a daddy you now I got a lot of understanding you know what I'm saying me and my daddy got a real close relationship that's my guy you feel me he played mm-hmm. a real big role into me uh, uh, maintaining the hip hop lab you feel me right but it was I really just wanted a relationship with my dad for the most part you feel mm-hmm. me I was real depressed like coming to school was my favorite thing to do you feel me because I was I was depressed at the crib you feel me like mm-hmm. like uh, you know what I'm saying like it's just it's a lot of things. It's a lot of like me being older now. I realize how good how good I had it. But at the end, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? You looking at what, what other people got. Your life might not be going the way that you want to go. You feel me? I'm, right. I'm, I'm yearning for for my father at the same time. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like the best thing really about growing up around that time was just you know what I'm saying being with my uncle, going to school for real. Cause, 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 uh, cause at home life one, it just one, it just one too. Like it was stable because I had my grandparents, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I right. still had my mom and my daddy. I wanted to do a lot more. You feel me? I said I, I put an album out in January, mm-hmm. and the last song on it's an EP. The last song is called "Expire Expended," like dying empty. Like mm-hmm. give out everything you got because when you go, you know what I'm saying. You will have expended yourself. Yeah. And I put, I said on there, I was thinking about you and I was thinking about the rest of the students. I said, um, uh, I'm decorating time. Luck can't compensate for grind. Dug the battle lines. How dare a nigga hate on mine? I chose a different path, lesson plans, reading math. Life was hard outside that building. There we made them laugh. To think how bad I wanted strangers just to take a note when it's a couple thousand saying that Wallace the GOAT. You'll be amazed at the things that love provoked. He ghetto stole a coat, but left it by Big Wallace, though. So I recognize the impact that I had on the kids that was there because it was peace. I mean, bro, like all of the stories that I heard, I talk to our kids all the time. Yeah. And they tell me now, you know, I was going through sexual abuse when I was at when I was in your class. And you didn't even know. 
And it just makes me that much, that much more full about the fact that I try to be positive all the time. Yeah, no effects. So to see you, so to see you where you are, and you still deal with shit. Yeah, you still sure. dealing with a lot of shit. For sure. But the fact that you transcending all of that, it just make my heart melt every time. And then to see you become a pops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so tell me about we we gonna we gonna kind of go back to that space, but I wanna know. Um, I want to know about being a pop, but I mean being a pops. But you left DSLA, mm-hmm. you went to high school. Mm-hmm. Tell me about high school. Well, this, this is, a lot of people don't know. Like, like I actually created that. I created the hip hop lab my eighth grade year at DSLA. You feel me? With Mr. Enoch now? Was Enox there? Who was your eighth grade teacher? Yeah, Enox was there. Yeah, yeah. But okay. but it was like kind of like some shit I was doing at the crib though. Like you okay. know what I'm saying? And I felt like it was corny at the time. You feel me? Like I'm like, man, I ain't about to be. Blogging and shit, man. I'm trying to rap. You feel right, me? This right. shit lame as hell. Right. And I came up with the like. I mean, I literally remember like my summer after graduating from high school. I mean, my grandma, uh, not my grandma that I grew up with, but my other, my mama grandma. I'm in her basement trying to figure out what the fuck I'm about to call this website. This shit. I came up with the hip hop lab. I got the searching and I ain't see that shit nowhere else. Right. So I went on GoDaddy and bought the domain name and shit. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? But when I was going to high school, and once I told my daddy about it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got like an on again, off again type of relationship. But right. he was like, uh, once I told him about it, he kind of almost couldn't believe that I had the name. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, we right. was going back and forth from that for the longest. And then, like, six months went past, and he was like, I, I was doing interviews with, like, I was doing over the phone interviews with, like, some big people, like, in my eighth grade, like, summer. Like, I interviewed, like, Manny Fresh, like, uh, wow. a couple people, like, like uh like Lil Chucky from Young Money, I right. interviewed like Lil Twist. Like people that was little popping around the industry that time. I had right. ended up connected with somebody through Twitter, like a little right. media person. Like once I was going to high school, I'm like, man, fuck that shit. My daddy called me like six months later, like, what happened to the hip hop lab shit? I was like, I don't know. I think I think I owe some money on GoDaddy or something. I ain't tripping <laughs> on that shit though. Like I'm right. a freshman in high school, you feel me? My focus is completely off of that shit. Right. So he was like, man, just give me your, your GoDaddy account information. I'm like, sure. You feel me? Gave him the information. And he was just paying, paying for it the whole time to keep the name. You know right. what I'm saying? The whole time I was in school. But leaving from middle school to that, that's what I did. Trans, 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 transferring, you know what I'm saying? I was out of school for like, I didn't even start high school until like, to like, maybe like December. Okay. Cause it was a big transition, transitional period in my life. Like this was the first time that I didn't stay with my grandparents. You okay. know what I'm saying? My grandparents moved to uh, North Carolina. Okay. So I'm staying with my dad for the first time in my life. You feel me? Right. And it was just a whole different dynamic. You know what I'm saying? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? He tried though. I got a lot of love for my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Growing up and being a daddy now, but it wasn't really working out. It was a, you know what I'm saying? A challenging time for me for sure. And I, originally, I had went to Inkster. Mm-hmm. And it didn't end up working out. Okay. I had to wake up in the morning every day and uh and uh uh come living on Schoolcraft in Greenfield. I had to catch a bus early, like wake up at like five o'clock in the morning, right. you feel me, to go right. to school and right. it just wasn't working out. I had a little altercation that, that happened out there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And after that, my mama had tapped in with me, it was like, uh, uh, I'm about to um you gonna you gonna have to you gonna come stay with me. You feel me? So now it was like a complete culture shock because 
Like, re- like real. I didn't even know the East Side existed. Okay, so she was on the East Side. Yeah, but okay. like, I didn't even know what the East Side was. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And up until this point, up until this point, everything that was Gucci or Louis Vuitton, you feel me? I thought anybody who had on anything Gucci or Louis Vuitton, I just thought they had bought it out the gas station. Right. Because I never seen. Every time I seen this shit, it was in the gas station. Right. You know what I'm saying? I never been to Somerset and seen the stories. You feel me? I never right. seen this shit before. No, nobody I know got none of this shit on. You feel right. me? Like I'm seeing Rollies and chains and shit. Right. I'm thinking if they got a chain on, I'm like, bro, that bitch gotta be. I see all them bitches in the beauty supply. You feel me? Right. In the gas station, like, I ain't seen no jewelry store. I ain't know what Hutch was or Gold Sun. You feel right. me? None of right. that shit. Right. So I'm going there. And I, that's when I go to Roseville High School. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I feel like me going to DSLA and me going to Roseville was like some of the best shit that could happen to me. Like, I feel like some of the best shit that could have happened to me ever. Praise God. My first day walking into school, like one of my best friends to, that's, to this day, nah, I didn't know the nigga then. Mm-hmm. He tongue, as soon as I walk in, I look to the left, he tongue, and him and his white girl just going at it in the hallway, just going at it. I'm like, dog, hell no, what the fuck is going on, dog? Right. For real? This how y'all getting down in here? Right. Like, man, y'all is tripping. Like, man, I might like it here. Right. And I end up, it's just, it, and it's, it's like, it's people from all different ethnicities and right. religions, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, it was a beautiful experience, man. I had, um, I was a, uh, I was pursuing music there, mm-hmm. and you know, I had, this is a beautiful experience. Like I did the regular high school thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I was driving from, from, schoolcraft and Greenfield, or Southfield, you know what I'm saying? Right. To Nine Roseville, mile, 10 mile yeah, 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 thirteen mile, thirteen mile grass. Right. Whoa. Whoa, out there by that that guitar center. That's yeah, out there yeah. I, I ain't got no license, no registration, Woo. no insurance. Right, right. I'm just riding up eight mile every day, thanking God that I made it. You feel absolutely, me? absolutely. Yeah. So you, you know, you continue to grow hip hop lab. Yeah. Um, you kind of pick it back up, I, I guess. And no, no, no. After that, I went to I graduated high school, went uh-huh. to college. Okay, and where'd you go? I went to KVCC. Okay. Kalamazoo Valley Community College. Okay. Some bullshit. <laughs> oh my God. Some okay. bullshit. Okay. I didn't know that you went. I didn't know that you went to community college. Yeah. I thought you came out and started working. No, nah, because it was some little bullshit that had happened at the crib. Like once I had graduated, my mama was like, Yeah, I don't even want you to be around none of this shit going on. You gotta go to go to school. Mm-hmm. Go to school two hours away in Kalamazoo. And this and, and, and this is some shit that I ain't never even said before. This is some shit that fucked That's me. That's why we and, are. Hey, here. That's why we here. Man, I'm telling you, when I was going to, right before I went to school, I had a laptop. Uh-huh. I had this laptop since I was probably like in seventh grade. You uh-huh. feel me? I got all type of shit on this laptop. I'm about to go to like shit. I'm I'm trying to get money together. You feel me? I'm right. trying to. Why I go pawn that bitch for a hundred dollars, bro? I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I pawned that bitch for a hundred dollars, bro. Wow. I'm so fucking mad. Like, and I'm and, and I'm now I'm up in Kalamazoo. I ain't got no license, no registration, no insurance, but I'm still driving to class every day. I'm not trying to drive to Detroit. You feel me? Right. Like it's gonna be just my luck. I end up getting flicked. You feel me? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. So when I finally end up, so I went to college and long story short about the college shit, I ain't fuck with that shit. It was a complete and utter waste of my time. One of the biggest mistakes of my life, you feel me? I went there, uh, I was 
doing little extra things, you feel me? I shouldn't yeah, have been doing, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Tools and fuels. And I'm like, man, I'm about to get off it. I'm going to try to buckle down. But like you said, bro, I ain't never been no good student like that. Like, it just wasn't. Really that ain't what I said, though. I ain't say that. I ain't say that. I just said you you was motivated. You were motivated by different things. Yeah. And you learned differently. Yeah. It didn't mean that you couldn't have did it. But, but the, the greatest things weren't for me. Okay. I'm, like, the, the greatest system. It was always it, it stacked against me, I feel like. Okay. So That's fair. I, I get a job though. Right. I'm right. like I'm about to try to try to I'm about to try hard. You feel me? Try to go. To, you know what I'm saying? All my teachers love me. Just same thing as me. You know what I'm saying? It was all good. Right. I dropped the dresser on my shoulder my first day working the first <laughs> hour. Within the first hour of me, I'm, I'm, about, sorry, I'm, I'm like I'm about to get a legit job. I'm, sorry, I'm working I'm at Court Furniture in Kalamazoo. The first hour of me working uh -huh. on the job, they drop a dresser on my shoulder and my shoulder pop out of place. I'm I'm fucked up. I'm mad as hell. They say they gotta. We about to put you to sleep and pop your shit back in the place. You feel me? You gonna have to. They, the first they told me they're gonna have to do surgery. Oh, long story short, after where there's a big ass thing on my uh, <laughs> arm where I shit had to stay straight like this with right. like hold my fingers and shit. My daddy had came up there, and I was like, man, I was like, man, I gotta figure out some shit to do, cause. Shit, this school shit ain't for me. Right. I can't, I, I'm not about to be able to do no hard labor no more, you right, feel me? Because right. my shoulder fucked up. Right. I was like, man, you still got that hip hop lab domain shit? He was like, yeah, shit, I can use the login and shit, you know what I'm saying? And that's what kicked it off. Okay. That was that was the kickoff for okay. me coming back to the city and, okay. and hopping into it. Okay, and what, what did that look like? Did you start immediately just interviewing people and posting it on YouTube? Well, or? The, the first thing I did, I was interviewing people over the phone because, uh, uh, you remember Antoine? Antoine Jones. Antoine Light Jones. Light skin with yep. funny colored eyes. Yeah. Shout out yep. to Antoine yep. Jones and his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's still my guy. That's okay. still my guy. You okay. make music now, but he was he had started rapping and he had he had connected me with somebody who was rapping it around the time that was hot. So I ended up talking to them on the phone. We did a little phone interview, and the phone interviews got the popping. And then a rapper named Ye Ye Jordan. Okay. All right. Like, you know, he's doing like 60 years right now. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So he uh he had just got out of prison. And I seen he was on Twitter. So I just said hit him on Twitter. I was like, man, can we get an interview popping? You right. feel me? He was like, yeah, pull up right now. Puritan. Greenfield. Puritan, you feel me? Right. Send me the address in the DM. I called somebody. I ain't never really worked no camera or nothing. You right, feel me? You know right. what I'm saying? So I just called my man who got a camera. I'm like, bro, you pull up and shoot this interview? Right. It's like 4.30 in the morning. Right. You feel me? Uh -huh. like, shit, I'm trying to convince this nigga to come. You know what I'm saying? He's right. like, hell no. Nah. So we pull up on Puritan, do the interview. That was the start of it all. You feel right, me? Right, right, right. Right there, that's okay. what kicked it off. And then you started doing, you, yeah, you was doing interviews and things of that nature. I bumped heads with you at a charity event with Andre Drummond that was at Depsa. I got the picture. Yeah, Don't make me look yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I, about that. And I hadn't seen you. I hadn't seen you between you leaving DSLA and then. Yeah. And we talked, and you had a camera. Yeah. And you was like, yeah, I'm just trying to do my thing, this, that, and the third. Yeah. And I start, you You told me to check for Hip Hop Lab, and I, I subscribed. And so I just continued to see you doing these interviews. Mm -hmm. And I ain't going to lie. The first, one of the first thoughts I had was, Lord, just keep my man. Because <laughs> I knew so, you was in the mud. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever, and Lord, I respect, I ain't a, I ain't a street dude, mm -hmm. but I respect the streets. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation when you was doing interviews where you feared for your life? 
Uh, I mean, other than the 430 with my man, I know that was kind of rattling, but that was in the beginning. But have you ever felt like, I don't know if I'm walking up out this motherfucker? Uh, with the interviews, nah. Okay. I ain't never felt like that with no interview. You okay. Feel me? okay. So one time I was doing an interview and in the, in the, where I was doing it, that got shot up. Oh. So I wasn't fearing for my life before I did the interview, right. but afterwards. Right. But like the video shows where I was really like, man, after this dog, like, <laughs> Shit, I, I, I hope the ATF don't kick in this motherfucker like right. shit. You feel me, shit? Mm-hmm. So I team like a nigga that shot a video down there everywhere. But you know, my first YouTube channel got deleted though. I was gonna get to that yeah. because you had an interview with me when I was first out at Rouge. Yeah. And you came to visit me at Ramp, and I ended up using—I shouldn't even tell you this—I ended up using a clip when I for a beat that I had made, mm-hmm. and I went back like, man, I gotta, I gotta pull that. You know, I gotta make sure I pull that audio back out. And I couldn't find it. So you got all these interviews up, this, that, and the third, and then your stuff got pulled out. Why get pulled down? Man, somebody made a fake hip hop lab channel. I reported to YouTube about the channel, but I didn't reply to the email that they sent me with a corporate email. So they deleted both channels. And we talking literally at least 400 videos. Oh, no. No. It wasn't that many? No, it was more than that. You talking about like 800. 850, some shit like that. But you still had your name. Yeah. You still had. But this is know. why this was like it was one of the worst things that ever happened. It was one of the best things. That's what that's the way it always worked out. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like at that time, I was so content with like I had ended up renting the house for my uncle on the same block that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I got the house to myself. I got a car. Like shit. I could I could wake up and, and pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I'm living in the hood. And I'm content with what's going on. You right. feel me? I'm like, I'm making twenty five hundred a month. I'm like, can't nobody tell me shit. Right. It's twenty five hundred dollars. Like, you feel me? I could just sit here every day, shoot a couple videos. You feel me? Do a couple interviews. Right. You feel me? How much was you shooting videos for back then? By the way, two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred dollars. I would pull up to Linwood, nigga. Uh, 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 motherfucking um, um, Grash at Gunston East. Two. You got that two hundred. Oh, oh shit, shit. You wanna do you wanna do a couple locations? Shit. Right. Give, give me four hundred. Right. Like shit. If I was making six hundred dollars a day, nigga, you I was really happy as hell with that. But it's like, imagine that, all right, I'm like, I got my whole life set up, everything, then it's just like shit, I'm back at zero. Right. Shit, it ain't no check coming next. It ain't no twenty five hundred dollars coming next month. You right. Know what I mean? Like right. it ain't nothing coming next month. And then not to mention all these motherfuckers who didn't paid you for videos and your channel was gone. Oh. Like, shit. You thought niggas wasn't on my ass about that shit? So you was dropping them all on their channel. But you... I was dropping them all on my channel. You was dropping them all on your channel. Yeah. And, but you wasn't simultaneously dropping it on theirs. They didn't even really want no, to no, deal with that. That wasn't a thing even back then. Niggas right. wanted puzzles. They wasn't making, making their own channel. That shit right, just started cracking right. around this bitch. You ain't had no hard copies of their stuff or nothing. Come okay. on, man. I mean, Come on, man. I wasn't thinking like that. Like, shit, you two forever. Right, right, right. And then right, I'd have right, had this, right. at this point, I'd have had this channel since 08. Right. You feel me? I'm like, right. this bitch ain't going nowhere. What year was this? Like 15? This is this is 16, October. Eight years, man. So Damn. you so what did you do about it? Well, the first thing that I did, I ain't gonna lie. The first thing that I did, I cried. No cap. I cried like a motherfucker. And then I had one more YouTube check. <laughs> I had one last YouTube check coming. I'm talking about my man. <laughs> I had this last YouTube check coming. I'm like, dog, I'm about to fly to the YouTube headquarters, dog. <laughs> 
fuck this shit. I'm about to take this last check. I'm like, nigga, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to fly back, nigga. I'm about to take this last bit of money that I got and go right. to the to the headquarters, bro. Go chop it up with their ass, you feel me? Right, 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 right. Man, I ain't take my goofy ass out there and go right. do that shit. Like, no. come on, dog. No. Like, come on. No. I'm glad I did, dog. But but like I said, you still like you went through a rough time. You still had your name though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so you built another one. Yeah, that was and then uh 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 somebody who I somebody who I've been working with, uh a dude named Hardwork Jig. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He okay. currently incarcerated. Okay. Some when I was working with him, it was it was a guy who was always chilling with him. You feel me? And he was always around a lot. You know what I'm saying? And he told me that. He was about to really start taking rap serious, and you know what I'm saying? We should build, trying to build with me, you feel me? Right. So the guy who that ended up being, though, was Sada, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know what I'm saying? I shot his one of his first videos ever, 2K17. Uh, okay. okay. Along with that, FMBDZ, you feel right. me? Got the shoe. But, like, I, w- I, w- I had to get back out there grinding, though. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I can't pull up. Like, I can't tell. Like, at that point, I was telling niggas I wanted, like, 500 for a video, okay. 600, okay. 7. But the channel, the channel gone, though. So it was like, shit, my nigga, you about to shoot this bitch for free? Feel me like yeah. yeah, I am. You feel me like and yeah. pray and pray that the ads on this bitch go up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And thankfully that that wasn't the time where you had to pass this little threshold to get some money on YouTube. Like now, shit, yeah, yeah, because that's some bullshit. I ain't gonna lie. Right, man, I'm telling you, dog, that shit so fucked up. So you you have mastered to a degree. You know what I'm saying? YouTube as a money making machine. Like you done seen it. You done seen it evolve. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. And and when you w- one of the things you said at the very beginning when we started talking was you talked about how you know you were an influencer but you really came up from the internet. Yeah, and for sure. there's a lot of people in the in Detroit and really all over the place that were they were still holding on to the old way of promotion, the old way of mm-hmm. getting people out there while you primarily use this medium in a way that was, in a way it was real strategic because yeah. you contributed to it getting in the hands of all these other people. Yeah. That's amazing. For sure, for sure, man. I ain't gonna lie. I be feeling like, man, sometimes that's why I just be keep working, man, because some people acknowledge it, man, and some people don't. Like, it, the 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 whole Detroit scene would be completely different right now if it went for the hip hop, like, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And I, wow. I was like, man, like, I was even debating with myself the other day, like, dog, you can't be like, man, I really got to say it, because, like, if you don't say it, you feel me, and then you're going to try to take it out, to, then they're trying to take you out the history books, you feel me? Like, like, man, I ain't going to lie. Like, you hip to Drago and Bino? Yes. You hip to Drago, you know, the, their first video that everyone went crazy dropped on the hip hop web, which is a song called Hands On. I'm going to hit the road. I got two stuffers. I dropped on my page, you feel okay. me? It was first. Okay. Eastside 80s, like Dex Osama, they did an interview with me and said he felt like he had death on him and died a little bit after that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. RIP to him. Like, these are like big Detroit things, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like my channel getting deleted kind of probably contributed to, you know what I'm saying? A lot of that, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of some of the class interviews I got, some of them I don't, but even since then, you know what I'm saying? I done made waves. Like, I couldn't even dwell on that shit. You know, I done made waves, right. waves, constant waves right. was, was, with what's going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out to, I mean, and shout out to everybody who um, 
you know, for no matter which side of the, like we talked about earlier, no matter which side of the fence you may be on in terms of yeah. what you like or what you support, yeah. I mean, you're right. People do need to give you your flowers. Yeah. And shout out to the artists that had, they believed in you. They, yeah. you know, chipped into you being willing to, and sometimes you had to do stuff for free or whatever, but yeah. the fact that they chose to deal with you is huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the flip side, though, majority of the artists, a lot of the artists, they hate to see what's going on on Nato, as fucked up as that is, man. You feel me? They want you to stay a cameraman forever. They want Lando to be able to call and pull up and shoot and do whatever you need, whatever. Like, it's just come back to people want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. You know what I'm saying? So once, you know what I'm saying, you get to do a little, it, it builds up a little animosity that love ain't the same. But you, you know don't focus, but we don't focus on that. We don't focus on that, but it's definitely something that you gotta pay attention to, you feel me? Cause sure. shit, you feel me? Now you might try to come around me and, you feel me? Like, I ain't gonna lie. One of the biggest things that I had to just break myself out of, you feel me? And I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying, take it left field or nothing like that. But right. It's survivor's remorse, you feel me? Can't help everybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You fuck around and get yourself killed. Nipsey Hussle, survivor's remorse, you feel me? I probably wouldn't do that. It's because I know how shit, how fucked up niggas is, you feel me? Survivor's remorse. Why is Nipsey Hussle in the hood at his story, you feel me? At that time. You still feel connected to these people. I want to show y'all something. You feel me? Show you that you can do this and show you that you can be that. And what happened? You feel me? One of the people that you have a survivor remorse about in your community. I mean, you ain't, that's that's the type of shit that end up happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to help motherfuckers from a distance. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, wow. shit be so fucked up. Like, shit be fucked up. Like, motherfuckers who I done been known my whole life. Like, like, you didn't see me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it be different. Like, I, I genuinely, you know what I'm saying, remember from the bottom of my heart, like, you knowing that it was something different about me, though. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Like, like really believing in me back then, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like, I treated you, I, I, yeah. I can be honest with you and tell you, I mean, I treat all my kids with respect, but we knew, like Ms. Darren was talking about, we knew that it was something that was different about you, that you were going to use your ability to connect with people, to come up. Yeah. We knew. So, I get it. I get yeah. it 100%. Um, so I guess my question for you now is, you know, you're, you, you knocking on 30 if you ain't 30 already. Nah, hell no, I'm 25. Well, you about to be knocking on yeah. 30, but you talk about the fact that Hip Hop Lab been around since 08. Yeah. That's but, 13 years. But I, 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 I couldn't give it that though. I say active of 14. Okay. Okay. But still what, so I guess for the people who are listening who are not in a position to who see Lando and see there being a platform mm -hmm. um, no matter where they are no matter whether they're young no matter whether they're older what how do you think that they should go about carving their own lane for themselves to be successful in terms of making music man it depends on what side of the fence as far as rapping or doing what I do either well, when it comes to rapping, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm about, I'm about to, like, this is what I be charging for in my consultations, what I'm about to say right now. You gotta shoot, you gotta drop three videos a month for six months, it's automatically you gonna pop in Detroit. And you drop them on for Show Magazine, which don't got nothing to do with the hip hop lab, or, or you drop them on the hip hop lab, you feel me? It's like automatic. You ever played Grant Delfato, Say That Dress? Mm -hmm. You remember how the code used to be a, a one or two, a one or two left, down, right up, left, down, right up? You get all the all the guns on yeah, there. Yeah, right, 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 right. Same thing with that. Like, it's a proven formula. Like, 
Like, I could name you, like, at least 30 people who didn't do what I just did, and they have a buzz in Detroit. Like, you be able to make money and be profitable dropping Detroit-type music in the city, you feel me? That's right. the that's the code, you know what I'm saying? Right. What I'm figuring out right now is how to break somebody to the industry, you feel me? But mm-hmm. as far as that, like, that's what I know. Like, I know for a fact that's what it is, you feel right. me? Like, right. So, consistency. Like, you can't drop, like... like a lot of people be trying to just, like, all right, I'm a new rapper. Mm-hmm. Like, in Detroit, people know this is what you got to do, though. You go shoot a video with Pop McCarran, man, you going to drop it off for sure, man, or hip-hop lab. That's just the standard, you feel me? But mm-hmm. if you're not in tune with what's going on, you just shoot a video with your mans and drop it on your YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? You dropping videos, you're not getting results. You putting yourself in front of your own people. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's it. Not, that's not where it works. It ain't going to pop like that. Or, I mean, it could the right person might see it and you just end up going crazy. I mean, but, but that's like a shot in the dark. You know what right, I'm saying? Like right, a big right, shot right. in the dark. You know what I'm saying? So so as you transitioned over to more of the business side, the CEO side, really trying to make things happen, what did you find? What have you found to be realities that people need to understand about coming up that way? Man, a reality that you got to understand is that a lot of people, like, I, in my DMs every day, like, the, the majority of things that's in my DM is, I, I need you to sign me. I, I, wanna, I want you to sign me. I, I need you to manage me. But if you don't have nothing to manage, it's like, how am I managing you? You feel me? Like, it, it got to make sense. You don't even want to manage you. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have shit going on. Like, a lot of people are looking for investors. Like, first of all, you got to know what you, what are you looking for. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, right. I got somebody who I manage right now. But he he's not signing me, you feel me? He he pays me every month to manage him. You know what I'm saying? That's right. my guy. But like that's how this shit really works. You feel me? Like right. if you ain't you ain't got no buzz and nothing going on, like and you gotta be willing to put money into yourself. Like, why would I put my money into yourself if you're not even willing to risk your money and put it into yourself? That's a good point. That's a good point. Right. So we went through all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? And and now you're a businessman and mm-hmm. now you're a father. Yeah. How did being how did becoming a father change you? Like how did how did it help you to see things differently? Uh, it may it may be I ain't gonna lie. Like like you see how I grew up. You feel me? Like you know what I'm saying? From seeing me in your class, like right. I wasn't the most fortunate student. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So like. One of the things that like kind of fucked me up, like as soon as I got money, I just started going crazy with like shit I always wanted. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just just doing just too much type shit. You know what I'm saying? I got a financial advisor and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And the type of relationship that he got that we got, like he'd be like, man, you gotta stop buying bullshit, man. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, do this, do that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Shit like that. But having a son made me just like think about all the money that I was making and like what I need to do with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It made me like figure out how to let this shit still operate if something was to happen to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And thinking long term. Yeah, just thinking long term all across the board. You feel me? Like the best thing that happened to me though, for sure, for sure, my son, I'm so grateful. Like, man, like I, I don't know. I be feeling like, man, like me, I be needing like, like, I feel like right before I had my son, I was getting too comfortable. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just be needing shit to put the fire on my back sometimes, I feel like. Kids, kids center you. Yeah. Having kids kind of center you and make you kind of look around and say, okay, what makes sense and what don't? Yeah. You know, so I can keep moving. So that's, that's deep. So for you, um, let's talk about what's up now. Mm-hmm. Like what you talked a little bit about managing people. Yeah. Um, I know that you've been kind of 
working on a podcast. Yeah. And I know you manage the shitty boys. Yeah. Right? Now, are yeah. they are you managing them or are they signed to you? Uh, well, a little bit of both. Okay. Like, why them? Uh, well, when I first when I first uh found out about them, like like it's like a lot of people who got like real big respected names like in Detroit, like in the music industry, like people was calling me like, look, bro, like you about to be wasting your time. Like these niggas is terrible, bro. Like no cap, like Lando, I love you, bro. I don't wanna see you waste your money, my nigga. Like, this is like this is like cartoon Nickelodeon Disney channel music, right. bro. Like, you feel me? You fuck you gonna fuck up your legacy, what you got going on? I'm like, my nigga, I ain't been wrong yet. Let me just do my thing. Right. Let me? me tell you, do you remember that you DM me and said, look at this. What do you think about this? I I, I did until <laughs> I just talked to, to, to you just told me that. What did you tell me? I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it fit, it fit, it for me, it fit the wave that you was on. Yeah. Like it was still different than a lot of what you had done. Yeah. But I could see where you saw it as being a profitable venture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember I remember that conversation. And I was kind of like, eh, that's different. Now that's mad different. Man. But they they they've gained a huge following. Pandemonium, dog. Like this shit is crazy, dog. Wow. I'm trying to tell you, dog. I thought I was getting some money before, dog. I'm telling you, dog. And, shit. And this is not necessarily. This took you from focusing around what was happening necessarily in the city and in the area to people catching on all over the place. Man, hell and, yeah! But that was that was an accident too. Cause yeah. like I'm like shit. I'm like shit. I know. I know these niggas gonna go crazy because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a it's a baby trying. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? He, he look he looks like he's a, a he look like Justin Bieber. You feel me? Right. But he black, so that's right there. It's a you expecting him to sound one way, then he fuck you up. You know right. what I'm saying? In the group dynamic, shitty boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just it's just all play all plays together. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Man, you really through. You really you really. You really blew my mind with that Miss Darden thing right there. I ain't gonna lie. You blew my I mind do, listen, with that. I do my research, <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm, I intend on throwing people off. Man, she, she had us reading the bully and uh, all that, all that shit. Absolutely. I told you when you walk out of here, you're not gonna be the same. That's kind of the way that this works. So you, you managing, you know, you working with with the shitty boys, and you working on the podcast. Um, what is like your end game? Like, what do you want to, like, what will the legacy of Lando be? What do you want that legacy to be? And I want you to claim it because just as much as this is a podcast, this is a historical document. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to live forever somewhere. I ain't going to be like you. I'm going to keep my shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be like you. (laughs) Man, dog, shit, man. What is the legacy of Lando? Man, the the legacy of Lando is going to be that I helped a lot of people get rich and I helped a lot of people do what they love make money off doing what they love wow. you feel me absolutely right. absolutely you didn't say I want to have the biggest house I want to do this but the fact that you're interested in holding people first is huge and it's yeah. evidence of the fact that you've grown up but you haven't you're still that same person um so let's talk about the college dropout okay now yeah. What we do here at the Zero Noise Podcast, 
is I gotta give you this. What? Oh man. I gotta what? give you that. I gotta oh, that's give you that. crazy. That's crazy. I gotta give you that. <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just oh, shout crazy. out to shout out to Underground Sound. Ooh. You know we do support our local record stores. Now I don't want you to play that. I want you to kind of like frame that. Keep yeah. it somewhere special. No, I'm gonna frame this for sure. Just to kind of remind you of this Damn. conversation. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna always be there. Shit. That's that's me and you right there. Man. Okay. Now, that came out February 10th, 2004. Oh, you good. February 10th, 2004. And like I yep. said, you, I believe that you were a fifth grader in Mr. Davis's class. Yeah. And let me ask you this first. So, if it wasn't for the college dropout, fill in the blank. If it wasn't for the college dropout, and this could be about you, or it could be about just the entire landscape of music, because you seem to be, you definitely well studied about the 2000s and up at least. Yeah. If it wasn't for the college dropout, how would the landscape of music potentially be different? Well, if I could finish this sentence, if it wasn't for the college dropout, I wouldn't have had an idea. I wouldn't have thought it was possible. Like Because he didn't go the customary way that, that he was supposed to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And wow. so many stories, like, like, you know how hard it is? Like, my, one of my biggest, my biggest, uh, uh, like, like, fixtures in my life, like, is my granddaddy. Every time I'm going to, like, yeah, granddaddy, I'm, I'm doing this thing called the Hip Hop Lab. How much money do you make today? Shit, a couple hundred. Oh, boy, that ain't no money. You're wasting your time, man. Go to college. Go get you a job. Go, go go to school. Why you doing that? I'm just like, Trust me, like, this is gonna work. Like, I'm like, I'm shooting these videos, but like, I'm getting paid on the back end. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? It's a dollar for 8,000 views. Like, right. I gotta get so many once I get a million. You know, like, right. man, ain't nobody trying to hear all that shit. If my mama, like, my mama, damn, they're crying to me, baby. Like, I don't wanna see you like everybody else. Like, don't waste your life talking these crazy dreams and right. music and right. shit. Man, I take care of my mama, man. She my number one Amen. cash at request. So shout out to my mama. <laughs> now let me let me say this before we go any further. The views expressed by Lando does not necessarily reflect mine. I am still in the business of education. I yeah. do believe that going to college, even when you went to KZoo, yeah. it was an opportunity for you to learn something about yourself. You know, and sometimes getting yeah. out, especially for kids that grew up. The way that we grew up, it's mm -hmm. important for you to get away from the home, get away from home, and have the ability to kind of find your way. And it, uh, of course, obviously, I want people to finish college because yeah. I, I think it always gives you something to follow up on. I don't want you to finish college and be in debt like a mug. I definitely don't want that. Man, but, but I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I know too many we, people. We who got a different finish. philosophy. Yeah, I know too many people who like too many of my peers. Like that's how I was looking at it the whole time. Like all right. Well, as soon as I came home from college, it was my freshman year. So mm -hmm. I'm like, shit, by the time these niggas done with college, I got to have some shit going on. Right. I'm trying to help my people come back home right. from college and everybody up and I'm fucked up, still staying right. with my mama and right. shit. You right. know? But you got to admit that you, the situation that you're in, you are somewhat of an exception to the rule, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to, I mean, and I'm not I'm not advocating one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying that you're wrong. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, um, I think for some people, college does not work. College is not for them. I, I understand yeah, that. for sure. And I think for other people, it's a pathway towards, at the very least, it's a pathway towards self-discovery. Man, but I ain't gonna lie. One of the best one of the best kids on this CD is some shit that's still going on right now. What the fuck? Man, 
it's a it's a uh it's a uh once get on here he's like yeah jimmy uh yeah my dad died but you know we don't have any money got but we got all these degrees right right like right, i know right. so many people that like one of my mans he got his highest degree you can get like right. he's been going to school right. forever right bro making like like sixteen dollars an hour. Yeah, you feel me? It's yeah. like why? Why did I just waste all this time? Yeah. And dude, like you could have put all them years into your business and been popping. Whether it be t-shirts, whether it be wrapping cars, yeah. whether it be uh, selling plates, whether it be you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Like if you gonna go to college, man, that's how I feel. If you if you ain't going to be no lawyer, no doctor, man, you got go get it out the mud, bro. Figure something out. And we 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 agree to disagree, yeah. and that's cool. <laughs> that's sure. cool. That's that's completely I, I completely understand. So it, the album had a, per, a personal impact for you, and what what I took away from it is just looking into, you know, you talked about people's pathway into the game being consistent in terms of putting visuals in people's face constantly, mm -hmm. all the time, yeah. and during that time, the ways and the methods that people got into the game was relatively standard. Like people work they built a little buzz where they were and then they got signed yeah you know and i think about how one thing that I, I pulled out from looking at this was kanye would not allow anybody to talk him out of what he thought he was supposed to be doing exactly he was extremely persistent and yep. you talked about the same thing as well not necessarily trying to convince other people but consistently convincing yourself that you was doing the right thing too yeah for sure um so he came into the game by, you know, his beats got him in, got him in the door. Mm -hmm. And he was consistently like, I can rap, I can rap, I can rap. And wasn't nobody trying to hear that shit. And wasn't nobody trying to hear it because he wasn't talking, he wasn't Beanie Siegel. He wasn't Scarface, the same people that was rhyming on his beats. But he continued to believe in himself and somebody ended up taking a chance on him. And I think about also um, the blueprint, you know, being mm -hmm. a part, playing a role in something that's bigger than you. Yeah. Is big too. Do you remember so, the blueprint? Yeah, the Jay Z blueprint, yeah. right? Yeah. What was what was your joint on the blueprint, by the way? Man, on the blueprint was 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 Ace to the Izzo on the blueprint. Ace to the Izzo was on the blueprint. Yeah, Renegade had, was on the blueprint. It had to be that. It had to be that. It's a lot of joints on the blue. Heart of the city never change. Oh yeah, heart of the city never change. But yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I like my favorite Jay Z album. I think it's the one right before that one though. Uh, that would be was that Dynasty? Uh, was was uh, it's the one with uh, with, uh, all good just a week ago on there? Oh, that's that's volume two, Hard Knock Life. Yeah, yeah, with Reservoir yeah. Dogs yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I think about how like when y'all was in my class, I was playing instrumentals to all them joints yeah. in the background. I don't know if you remember this. What's that? I don't know. If you, I don't know how good your memory is. My, it's 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 all right. I'm getting up there, but go for, shoot the day. The, literally the day that uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing had came out, it was like a little, you know, when the website thing was coming out, it was like some type of like little blog site that the video was on. Uh -huh. I don't know you played it for everybody, but you played it for me for sure, and I was mind blown. What? Blown. I'm like, oh yeah, Kanye, the, the, the greatest. Like, right. I'm like, I can't wait for this uh, album to come out. Like, you feel right, me? Like, right, right. Well, that was graduation, wasn't it? Yeah. That was on graduation. Mm -hmm. Um, I I didn't feel like I felt like in order for me to make sure I stayed connected to my kids, I had to continue to stay up on it. 
I was yeah. the person that was getting the DJ for the spring fling and the fall ball. Shout out to DJ Incredible. <laughs> I was up there doing it. I That's remember. I remember when we rapped. Me and Mr. Uh, oh man, what was his name? Mr. Aaron. Me and Mr. Aaron rap. You got to chill by EPMD at the fall ball one year. <laughs> Classic. So, I, but I felt like, and it's and and bro, like to this day, I'm 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 working on my PhD. Mm. Why you talking about people? You know, and they advanced degrees. <laughs> I'm working on my PhD, and I'm studying how teachers can use music technology and hip hop as pedagogy, as as a teaching style, in order to be able to give kids transferable skills. Like a kid like you, if we started a label at DSLA, hey. and you not only was able to make music. But you learned about how to manage people. You learned about how to make money. You learned about how to market. You learned about and the math and science that was involved. You might be further along than you are right now. Yeah, real talk. And you ain't even gotta be a rapper, or mm-hmm. you you would you may have never blown up per se, but you learning. Yeah. And so that's why hip hop was so near and dear to me. I did want to talk about the fact that Kanye was part of a cadre of, of producers that rap. Now it was producers that rap before him. Plenty. RZA, Lord Finesse, uh, you know, all kind, Diamond D, all kinds of producers that rap. Mm. But looking at how producers, I want to get your input about producers now. Mm. Like producers who you, the producers who you deal with and operate with, um, I guess I want to really know two things. Like what advice do you have for them to get their beats to people? And then are you, how do you? How would you go about managing a producer? Uh, well, as far as managing a producer, like I would just put them in. I would just get them placements with a lot of people. That's hot, pretty much. You know what okay. I'm saying? Every in, in my in my phone with you know. What okay. I'm saying? And if the beat's hot enough, like niggas begging me for beats all day long, like mm-hmm. literally everybody. Like they just think I got everything. I gotta do <laughs> gotta do with this shit, you right? Know, which I do most of the time. You're a conduit, man. You, yeah. You like a pat? You a gatekeeper? Yeah, to yeah. a degree for that scene, for sure, yeah. for sure. So uh, I say shit, man. Sometimes it just be about getting in the right person DM, man. Getting in the right email. You know what I'm saying? But you got to know about like, I see where a lot of people, a lot of producers burn they burn they bridges is like a nigga do they beat and then they don't they just use the beat and the rapper would never acknowledge the producer or nothing. But then the first thing the producer do they in their DM talking crazy. You feel me? Like, hey. Hey, I'm gonna fuck you up, you know. Like, all right, I just want to use your beat, then, bro. You feel me? I just seen it happen a million times. Oh, the producer tripping. Oh, they want too much money. Oh, just get it remade. Remade, like you just, uh, you know what I'm saying? You could at least have the credit and made more money. Like, as people don't understand about doing stuff for free, you okay. feel me? Like, it's a long haul with doing something for free. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, you did you did videos for free. You know people who did beats for free. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and you gotta do a lot of beats for free yeah. in order to be able to sell beats in a lot of situations. But, but like the, the thing about me that's that's different between a lot of people that I came up like working with, like I don't let nobody around me work for free at all. Like you gotta get paid something. You feel me? Yeah. Cause I know how I've, how I know how it was me shooting videos from shooting the video from one o'clock p.m. to three, four o'clock in the morning and shit. I'm trying to find change in my car to get some county before I go home. You feel me? Right. I've been shooting a video for a nigga all day and he got $100,000 out. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. It's like, right. this shit don't make sense. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right, 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 right. So, College Dropout was his first album, mm-hmm. technically. I mean, he had, you know, but it was, it took four years to make. It had records 
from, you know what I'm saying? I remember hearing early Kanye tapes and demos and mixtapes. Who was your favorite record on College Dropout? Uh, we Don't Care. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye had a lot of great singles on that project. My record was Two Words. Because mm. I think Two Words for me was the bridge between Kanye being a different character in the game you know, backpacker, a little bit on the less aggressive side and all that with that other side of the game. Even though most Def and Freeway wasn't the most gangster dudes or whatever, that beat was hard. Yeah, for sure. And, and they did what they needed to do. Um, and it took four years for them to record it. Like I said, this is kind of what got them signed. So for me, it was almost like, I mean, that album was principal. They went back and they changed things and they added strings and he brought in um there was uh there was a singer. Uh he brought in Saul Williams to do a poem. You know, he ended up having records with Jigga and and, and Most Def and Talia Kwali. So for me, other than those touch-ups that came out as part of the record, for me, I felt like late registration was really Kanye's first real record. Late registration came out second. Mm-hmm. Which for me, late registration is one of the best albums in hip-hop history. Most definitely. Um, because of how he used samples with other instrumentation, it was a lot of people that tried to do that after the fact. And it's a lot of things. I don't think without leg- late registration, you wouldn't have a Kendrick Lamar. I don't. I mean, you wouldn't have that production style. Yeah. Whereas it's hip-hop-based, but it's a lot of instrumentation in it as well. Um, so... It, it did represent a shift in the way that people thought it, it, it talked about college. And I think that he represented the way a lot of people thought, you know, I think back to the day, back in the days before you was born, it was a different world. And it was, it was, you know, as a show called different world and HBCUs was real popular and pumping. And, um, you know, college attendance started to go up in the nineties and it, it kind of started peaking in the two thousands, but he did represent a fact that there was a lot of people that was intellectual and had skills, but they didn't finish college. Yeah. So sure. and they kinda they kinda went and, and they got it out the mud, as y'all folks say. And and this and this title, like college dropout, like 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 even saying that around it, like even me being a kid, like that's almost like blasphemy, like like boy, you cussing. Talking about dropout. Fuck is you talking about? Like, man, that shit like unheard of. The first time that I ever heard this was in was in Miss Jones music class. Me and Antoine was passing the CD player back and forth. Okay. Okay. And then my uncle had ended up buying it. And I was like, yeah, this 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 shit crazy. Absolutely. So a couple of other things. When you look at the cover, what do you think the cover represent? When you think about Kanye and you think about the rest of his career? Uh I feel like well well now well now looking at the cover, I feel like it represents like uh what like who he is, mm-hmm. a loner. Yes. By myself. You yes. know what I'm saying? He a popular kid. Yeah. Well dressed and all that, but he by himself. He was the mascot at the school, right? Yeah. The mascot is the person that's the the one that get everybody else moving. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he by himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a perfect representation of who he is, who he has become. And he's still going through all kinds of craziness. Yeah, for sure. Because that's by Kim, all type of shit. Absolutely, absolutely. I talked about. <laughs> I mean, I put when I, in my notes. I talked about arrogance. You know what I'm saying? He was. He was. He was arrogant, but he was intensely vulnerable. Like mm. he. He. He was real sensitive. You know what I'm saying? He was real sensitive about his art, sensitive about his music. But 
he was known for telling people the real. If he didn't like it, he didn't like it. And he'll tell you. And you got to kind of have that perspective in business. Nah, for real. So I respect that. Uh, Jesus Walks was a game changer. Definitely. It might not have been a Christian record. You know what I'm saying? But it kind of told, it told a lot of lines. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it raised his profile a great deal across the landscape of music because it told a lot of those lines. Um, part of the legacy of this album is his sampling style, the chipmunk soul, you know what I'm saying, using old soul samples and speeding them up. Um, that's part of it. He got he got that from the RZA. He got he wasn't the first to do it, but he he really took it to another another angle. And I think that lastly, when it came to this, um, well, a couple a couple last minute things when he on that song Spaceship when he said making a beat, making five three wait five beats a day for three, three summers? summers yeah or was it three beats a day for five no five beats a day for three summers yeah I've done studies Lando about producers. And how like producers and their work ethic about making music, if you could put them in a position where they could apply that same work ethic to other things, be it photography, be it learning about business, be it learning about real estate, they'd be unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that they making beats is like a freeing thing to them. And they understand that they can make 100 beats and one of them pop and 99 of them sit in a database or sit on the hard drive forever. You know what I'm saying? And they kind of walk into it with that understanding. And that's something that's deep when you think about it. Yeah, no. Because a lot yeah. of people would be done gave up. So shout out to the producers. Um, you got Slow Jams that was on there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, too, this was a place where this album got a lot of critical acclaim, yeah. but it, it still had buzz in the streets. Cause slow jams charted, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it had a it, lot it, it of critical. Well. Right, it had a lot of critical acclaim from critics because of how vulnerable he was on it. And I'm all about pe people making music that illustrate who they are. Yeah. If you just making music about the same thing, it don't really appeal to me. Some of the best, some, some of the, the some of the, the the best songs of all time, uh, Family Business, like one of the best songs of all time, No Cap, and uh, and uh, the, the the song with Jay Z. Never let me down. Never let me down. It's crazy, but one of the worst songs, like not even just on here, just period, like dog, like man, they for sure could have kept this motherfucker off the CD. Breathe in, breathe out. That shit play. was trash. Pull your sleeves. Oh my god, that shit was trash. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna. The last thing that I wanted to talk about is ironic that you bring up "Never Let Me Down." Um, when my man said on the record, he said. Um, cats think I'm delirious but I'm so damn serious that's yeah. why I expose my soul to the globe the world I'm trying to make it better for these little boys and girls I'm not just another individual my spirit is a part of this that's why I get spiritual he said um, if I were on the highest cliff on the highest riff and if you slipped off the side and clenched on to your life in, in my, my grip, grip I would never ever let you down mm -hmm. and Lando you haven't let me down. You putting in the word. You doing Appreciate what needs it. to be done. You're a man of conviction. You stand on your word. We've had other conversations that we're not going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've stood on your word. Mm -hmm. We've disagreed about things. Yeah, for sure. But you stood on your word. Yeah. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming to visit with me today. 
I love you to death. And I call, I've told you I love yeah, you. Yeah, I love you too, um, man. Real talk. And I, I'm proud of you. And I'm just very thankful that you came to kick it today, man. Man, I had to, I had to, I had to make, make, make it, make it a priority. I ain't gonna lie. Like, man, I wanted to make sure that I came and pulled up. Man, I appreciate this. I appreciate you having me. And I appreciate you genuinely taking the interest in what I got going on. You Amen. know what I'm saying? And, and been been taking interest in what I got going on. Amen. It means a lot for real. Amen, man. So Everybody that's out there, continue to support to support Lando from the Hip Hop Lab. What's your plugs? You got any plugs you want to do real quick? Um, yeah, um, um, yeah, it's Lando Hip Hop Lab. Make sure you, uh, you know, so you can get at me on everything at the Hip Hop Lab or spelled out Hip Hop Lab. And, uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. All right, so like, share, and subscribe. Make um, sure you do that as always. Um, YouTube Zero Noise Podcast. You can also like, share, and subscribe at Grove Studios. It's on both both platforms. Check it on Spotify. Check it on all your streaming platforms as well. We're going to keep pushing. My target is to do this, you know what I'm saying, rain, snow, sleet, or otherwise, consistently for a minute and see what happens. You know, I got a great team that's working with me. I love to talk about hip-hop. I love to talk to people. Um, And until next time, um, support the artists and the artisans around you because if the music stops, Everything else does. Thanks to Max, Mind State Marketing, What's Grove up, Studios, um, and we out. Peace. Peace. Ooh.